I thought we would talk about uh, unprofessional and toxic workplaces, aka working for Andrew Cuomo. <laughs> yes. That seems oh to be the God. general consensus about what it is like. Uh, and it's a sad state of affairs. This was noted uh, in a New York Times article titled, For Some Women, Working for Cuomo is, quote, worst place to be. It, it's real shitty. I mean, it's real shitty generally. It's particularly shitty that it's come out this month, which is supposedly, yeah. <laughs> you know, Women's yeah. History Month. And yeah. uh, it's, it's not a great month for women. No, <laughs> it, has, it, hasn't, it hasn't been thus far. Uh, I don't know what that's all about. Uh, this article in the New York Times, uh, March, tw- March 12th came out or was written. And uh, it says dozens of current and former employees of Governor Andrew Cuomo's executive chamber described the office as chaotic, unprofessional, and toxic, especially for young women. Yeah. And uh, the article does say that uh, as far as workplace cultures go, it's yeah. not super uncommon in Albany, unfortunately, uh, yeah. because it it. it, it does have a history of sort of treating women that way, but it's particularly notable for Andrew Cuomo, who has always kind of positioned himself as a champion for women. And he himself was kind of part of this uh, cultural zeitgeist like uh, a few months ago. I don't know if you recall, but like, remember he got like really popular for like a little while because of like, the way he, you know, uh, responded to Trump and the way he, like, yeah. talked to his brother on CNN about his the, their mom and, like, it was all very cute. And, right. like, everyone is kind of familiar with Andrew Cuomo as, like, kind of a pop culture person. A um, little bit more now, yeah, than they would have been previously. Because, yeah, yeah. famously yeah. Trump did go after, like, the state of New York and Cuomo did you know, shoot back at him. And he is a Democrat. So a lot of people were, got real excited about him for a minute there, except for the people who know him and work with him, apparently, who were all like, uh-huh, this is not, <laughs> this is not something you should be getting excited about. But yeah, yeah from a yeah. political social situation, you know, when all eyes have been on a pre- the previous White House, you know, causing shit, people got real excited about him for a, a minute. And then now all of this stuff is, this article, which was written about uh, some interviews, said over the past week, more than 35 people who worked in Cuomo's executive chamber described the office as deeply chaotic, unprofessional, and toxic, especially for young women. It's a workplace, uh, these current and former employees said, where tasks are assigned not based on job title, but on who is liked by Mr. Cuomo and his top aides, which definitely not based off of qualification or job title, but like, you know, who the boss likes right now. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I work at that place, man. Uh, I was going to say, do you want (laughs) to... Yeah, I've yeah. I've worked in exactly that scenario, and not mm-hmm. conceptually, but that very specifically, the boss, an older white guy, yep. was, like had a lot of preference to this other uh, woman on the team who was uh, this in- incredibly physically attractive woman. Like she was, I'm sure, fine at her job. I have no idea. I spent so much and this is the thing man like i spent so much time resenting her that it didn't right. occur to me till two years into our tenure together that he's the one i should be having a problem with yeah uh, it's not her kind of the behavior he's promoting 
Exactly. Like he's yeah, and she's the trying one to just play the game. Exactly. He is yeah. the one that is creating this environment. He yeah. is the one that has like pitted all of us against each other. He's the one that's playing favorites. She's just there. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and and the thing is like I I went on to have a, a really uh, contentious relationship with with this uh, with this with this boss and and things got really bad and and that was just like a, a like like at a private company this is I think probably particularly difficult because even later on in the article there's commentary there a lot of women are saying that even though the workplace culture is incredibly problematic and they feel conflicted about working for government Cuomo they mm-hmm. feel a deep pride in the work and yes. They sort of wonder if, like, this treatment that they endure, this is the price they have to pay to be able to deliver effective public service. Yeah. And and, and I think so that's, sad. honestly, and yeah. I, but I feel like that really touches on our broader point, which is that I don't think there's really a great framework for us to discuss problematic behavior for someone whose politics align with ours. Like, we just did a recording of uh, Piers Morgan, you know, being like a shithead to Meghan Markle. It's real easy to find him vile and disgusting for numerous reasons. But Governor Cuomo, I I mean, politically, he's been someone that that has been sort of enjoyable to to see as going up against Trump this past year. Um, And... You know, I I don't feel like I I feel like it's a real privilege to say that politics don't matter to you. Politics, uh, I think, Matt, if it, if you are in a position where politics don't matter to you, that is a tremendous privilege. Yeah, um, and it does also mean you're living in ignorance and you probably don't have a lot of empathy. But exactly, exactly. So for anyone for whom politics matters, Governor Cuomo for progressive politics for for lib- for more liberal politics has been worth paying attention to over this past year yeah um and and so but just because we align with him politically somewhat yeah that doesn't excuse him from this shitty behavior and now he's been called to resign by other members of his party and yes. he is dismissing it as being uh, the Democrats are are now kowtowing to cancel culture, which like, is come ridiculous. on, man. Yeah, like and that's become like the new favorite term of like the victimized white man is yeah. like, oh, cancel culture, this cancel culture, that. Like, yo, fuck you. No, <laughs> it's it, that, and that's the thing. Like you said, it's become this thing that like white people like to say, <laughs> white men specifically, mm. uh, when when what they what they mean when they say cancel culture is consequence culture. Mm. It's called there have there are consequences to the things you do. And sometimes those consequences are not great because you did not great things and people demand, you know, there be something done about that. That's just consequences. Like if if you're sexually harassing people in the workplace and other people find out about it and they call for you to resign, you're not being canceled. It's called con- you, you are it's terrible conduct being punished that's the point like there's reasons that we have these things in place it's not you're not being canceled uh, and yeah you can stand behind that all you want as far as like bad things are being done to me and this stuff isn't true it's like well we've got 35 people who seem to think 
Yeah. Yeah. And to varying degrees. I mean, not all of them are saying like one of the uh, says one of the parts of the article says those interviews described an environment where senior executive staff regularly derided junior workers, test their dedication to the governor and make them compete to earn his affection and avoid his wrath. That's the toxic work environment. That's bullshit, man. You're agreeing to to work. You're not agreeing to be part of a harem. Like, no, exactly. You're not not there to kiss like everyone's ass and make your your boss shouldn't love you. Your boss should respect you and treat you fairly. You shouldn't have to kiss ass to make someone like you more than other people just so you can have like a not equitable treatment to have some kind of equitable treatment. Yeah, like that's ridiculous. And that's what a lot of these people are saying. And I think it is noted too, that a lot of the people, you know, rightfully so, of the current and former employees who were interviewed, um, they spoke on the condition of anonymity because they feared retaliation from Mr. Cuomo, who is known for threatening critics and whose office has in recent weeks released personnel information about accusers. Which Jesus. the legality of that, <laughs> um, that first of all, that can't be legal. Second yeah. of all, like apparently it's right, right in line with the kind of behavior he's used to, which is not like legal stuff. This whole situation is just ugly and super. Yeah, yeah. And- I'm, I'm really not on board with people being like, oh, well, you know, they're probably just misunderstanding his, uh, you know, his behavior. Like, okay. Like, yeah. let's, uh, let's not be ridiculous here. Like, adult women know yeah. when a man is looking at them and in, in, in what capacity. Like, we're not yeah. fucking stupid. We've had it happen enough times yeah. in enough ways that we can tell the difference. And to your, to your point earlier about how, you know, the, some of the people working there were kind of, you know, wondering if this was the treatment they were going to have to endure, like the price for public services, they were going to have to deal with this kind of treatment. I mean, there is, you know, amongst not just in politics, but in any workplace where if you're receiving this kind of behavior, and I, you know, I know this from other industries as well, you start to kind of go like, if I leave this environment, am I just going to like find it at the next company too? Or in the next, like, is, is this just what it is to work in X industry or, you know, on in X type of role? Like I've, I've seen people have that, you know, that moment where they go like, well, maybe this is just how it is. Like, this is the price I have to pay. Honestly, as women, like we tend to put up with a lot because we already understand that the deck is kind of stacked against us. So we all know that like we're going to have to work twice as hard as our male counterparts to be seen as half as good. And in our heads, we're like, okay, well, is this what twice as hard looks like? Yeah. Like maybe this is, maybe this is fine. And you find ways to excuse it for yourself much, much more than you will find ways to, to speak up and stand up for yourself. These are all young sort of uh, probably one of their first few jobs like in in the industry like definitely yeah probably like you know women under 30 like Mm -hmm. like haven't really done a lot of work don't really have a lot of connections like how isolating must that be it's got to be it's got to be brutal someone as like powerful with as much capital as Andrew Cuomo like gives you a way that he can like you like it 
has got to at least cross your mind to be like, okay, well, maybe this is worth doing. Exactly. And like to your point earlier about, you know, a situation where there was, you know, a woman in, in a place, you know, kind of prom- promoting a type of behavior that you were like, what is this person doing? Meanwhile, it's just, she's trying to play the game the, by the rules that were set up by her boss who happened to be a man. I mean, there's a lot of situations like, as I mentioned, like it was him and some top advisors. So, you know, if he's, if he's perpetuating that as like, this is how I do business that gives them like, oh, we can, we can do business that way too. I guess it's fine to do that here. Like there aren't going to be any repercussions. Um, And then you get put in the situation where it's like, okay, well, he treats you nice if you do certain things. So if I want to stay here, I'm going to have to fall in line. So how many people were just like, I guess we have to kiss his ass because I want to be the liked one, not the one who's not liked because then your life is miserable. And so then you start like, you know, changing your behavior. One of the aides, uh, former aides was quoted, says one young former aide who uh, complied with the dress code said she was surprised to often receive high level assignments. She said that on occasion she was told she had gotten a task because she was attractive. That can't feel good to hear that the reason you're getting something is, is because of how you look. But yeah, I mean, at that point, it's like, well, I can dress to get these high level assignments because I know I'm good at the job and I want to do that work. Or, you know, you can kind of go like, I'm not going to play these roles. And then what does that mean? You never get any high level assignments. Exactly. You're walking in a hard place, man. Yeah. Like there's nothing to be to be done about that. And it, it really does become like, you know, you could try to leave and go somewhere else. But like, you don't know if it's part of the industry, part of politics. Like maybe you're just going to come up against something as bad. You know, because certainly he isn't the only, the only like political person who's, you know, said to not treat staff well. This isn't like, oh, only him in politics ever. Like this is a pervasive situation because it's not isolated. It's like, well, there's ones you know about and then there's ones you don't know anything about. And you're like, that could be a nice place to work or it's because I haven't heard about it yet. You know, like, yeah. And it becomes hard to navigate those things, especially if you want to pursue a career in politics and get to like, you know, those higher level roles and responsibilities abilities and I just yeah I have a lot of sympathy um in this particular situation because I can imagine that yeah that rock and hard place like you said and I mean I I haven't been in that particular situation um I'm kind of lucky in that way uh but I have been in situations where you know um if you're in an organization and more than 50 percent of the staff is women but uh like less than 10 percent of the executive staff are women oh yeah so it's all men that are the decision makers i even had one situation where uh someone at our company retired and someone internally was promoted um to take that person's place which great cool uh but then that person proceeded to create two new roles and assign them to two men that he had worked with closely and then once he had assigned, like created these two roles, he then posted internally job descriptions to report to these two men that people then had to apply for internally. <laughs> and of course, these are two executive level men now who are going to be running two new departments. Well, guess what? Everyone who is around to apply is a woman. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. we're going to pull you two men who just happen to not be at executive level yet. One guy gets pulled up to executive level he creates two other executive level roles, gifts them to these guys he's worked Jesus, with man. and then gets a bunch of women to like, basically like break a pool cue in half and be like, whichever one you can get out of this. Like there's a limited yeah. number of roles. Yeah. If any of you want to move up, there's now two new departments, but they're both headed by men. 
Um, yeah. And they're going to interview you internally, even though you've worked with these people for years Jesus, um, and made them apply for the position. And I was like, this is awful. Like I could barely look at it. Um, that is I, I refuse to participate in it, but I certainly had a lot of things to say about it. Um, no, good for you, and, man. And, well, I mean, yeah, it's not, it's not an ideal position to be in, but I've certainly. No, seen- but you know what? By having made the decision, you effectively also had to decide that you are not going to be moving up in your career in this capacity. Like yeah. that is off the table for you now. Yeah, it was a decision at that point. Luckily, I mean, it wasn't the only opportunity for upward momentum, but it certainly was obviously the most the most recent uh, and the most accessible as far as like immediate need for those roles because they were newly created. So they were right there as opposed to putting in more time and hoping that other roles opened up. So yeah, like, yeah. that was something that, that that particular company did. In my mind, I was already like pretty much going to be going anyway. So it wasn't that big of a deal, but that really cemented it for me as like, oh, I see what's going on here. Like, yeah, okay, I get yeah. it. And I'm not going to play that game. But again, if, if I had been in a situation like this where it's like, okay, well, this is the political office in this state. Um, and unless you want to go work for a Republican office or, you know, just leave and try to do something else, um, you really don't have as many options. So that's where it gets complicated, right? It's one thing for, you know, these big political offices and, and uh, someone whose uh, name is as familiar to a lot of people as, you know, Governor Andy Cuomo and, um, yeah. you know, his aides and, and uh, all these different things. But like, this happens on an every day level fucking every single day even in the space where you had primarily women who were working there less than less than a minority fraction were on the leadership team ali as you oh yeah and that has been my consistent experience i have never been with a company that has had like more than two women i think two or three women like on the leadership uh team and like when i was in hotels it was the head of housekeeping and the head of hr ah yes and like what people get around that yeah and and that's like and and the head of hr being woman is like the standard thing that i've i've seen but like hardly any of the other not hardly none of the other executives um are are women like it's i don't even know what to say about that but but anyway the the, i think the the point is that like these workplace and this kind of toxic work environment yeah it's not isolated to this one thing yeah like it is it is something that is public but it's something that happens every fucking day well, yeah, I mean, you and I read this story and we both were like, yeah, I identify with that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, two, we're two people who just read that and both of us were like, yeah, tracks. Like, to, yeah. not just to, like any experience, yeah. specifically, but like, I could, I mean, I know a ton of women who have been in similar situations. It's a fucking toxic work environment when yeah. there's an implicit understanding of like, well, you need to dress a certain way and you need to carry yourself a certain way and right. you need to behave a certain way. And it is all implicit because it is fucking illegal to say it out loud yeah that's the other thing but that doesn't stop people from having those biases and those those parameters when you're making decisions like no one's gonna stop you from promoting the pretty girl no No. one's gonna stop you from promoting the white guy like at most like you'll be like do they really deserve that because i mean their track record you know whatever But so you can question it, but where does that questioning go? It doesn't go anywhere. 
Yeah, exactly. And like to my earlier story, like that guy who retired was an old white guy and the guy who took his place was a younger white guy and the two guys he gave executive roles to, both white guys. A wonderful um, diversity yeah. of thought. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> and, like, they all knew each other. They'd all worked closely with each other for like at least a couple years at that point. But like their whole department was white guys. So like you know, it's not like they picked them over like another diverse option. That's e- it's even worse. There were no other diverse options to choose <sighs> from. Like that's how bad it was. And then to just give them these roles and then put them in charge of managing people when in their prior roles they weren't managing anybody. So like it's not like they were promoted to these roles because they had been um, managing people similarly and now they were going to have the expertise to manage new teams. It was like, no, they've never managed anyone and they were both just given roles. And even, I'm not at that company anymore, but I have uh, heard since that one of the people who was promoted um, was then promoted to an even higher role in HR. And this role was not in HR. So now this person is just like most white men failing upwards. It's in, I've never seen it anywhere. I've never seen it anywhere else. The number of mediocre work I've seen just be rewarded consistently. Like these people who are at 31. Yes. Like where are you, where are you, like why, how? It's just like, they just get entrusted with like, well, you're the nearest guy to this situation. So like, clearly you can handle it. Like based on what? I know 10 women who were equally as qualified for that role and who arguably would have been certainly more fair and equitable about how they went about creating new teams. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But of course, yeah. if he had, if he had allowed people to apply for it, that would have been nice, but he didn't, he just created the roles and then just gifted them to people. And that's what you're up against in roles like this. So yeah, yeah all that to say is unfortunately, same old, same old, just same old, same old. old. And now he's refusing to resign. Um, right and as you pointed out citing cancel culture which again cancel culture (laughs) is this buzzword that everyone's come up with is this phrase people like to use whenever there are consequences for their actions to diminish to try and diminish what's happening no it's just cancel culture i'm like right basically to distance themselves from whatever they've done wrong by pretending they've done nothing wrong and this is just some sort of witch hunt that they're trying to you know put this use this person as an example and it's like, no, yeah. you did shitty things. And the consequence to that is you don't get to do sh- shitty things anymore because you're not going to be in that job anymore. It's not being canceled. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, you know, facing consequences. And like, maybe yeah. that's new for you as a white guy. I don't know. Um, yeah. Like, maybe that's different. But guess what? Growth. Now you're going to learn what it's like to have consequences to your actions. And yeah. yeah, I mean, it just means that you have to act like a human being and treat others the same way. And, and that's honestly, hard for being you. being told that you're gonna have to move out of your madman style of officing oh, is it's like, yeah, it's. I mean, okay, but like, it's 2021, man. Like, yeah. I'm sorry that this is so out, like, out of left field for you. That yeah. it's not exactly. fair for you to treat everybody like Joan. Like, exactly. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not how it works. And this whole this whole era of. I don't feel even a little bit bad, man. Come on. Like, you're a fucking grown man. Like, you should know better. (laughs) 100%. And that's the problem is, like, they don't because there previously hasn't been consequences. And, like, there's all this, this, this whole cancel culture thing is, I'm kind of referring to it as, like, these are the growing pains of when we choose to stop trying to fix women and fix the workplace, which is the problem. It's not you have to lean in more or you need to be more aggressive or you need to yeah Um, you know speak up in meetings it's like no you need to be given space at the table workplaces are the problem 
not women. Not women. It's not your job as a woman to figure out how to fit within the, the culture that offices were created around, which we were created for men. And yes. that culture still yes. exists. And so the fact that, that's, that we're now pushing against the narrative of like, no, you can't treat people this way. You don't get to have this job if that's how you're going to do it because it makes it a terrible work environment for the men Absolutely. and women who work under you. And they're all going to scream and cry and call it cancel culture and do whatever they want to do. It's like, no, it's called, you used to be able to get away with this crap. Now we know, oh no, you're the problem. And we're empowering people to call you out on that bullshit and remove you from the situation. For if you can't course correct, like, you know, you're your own worst enemy. When you, when someone points out you, you're exhibiting toxic behavior and your, your, um, your big move is to just deny that you're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> like that's, yeah. that's, that's the best you've come up with thus far. Like men have not figured it out. Like if someone tells you like they're uncomfortable in the work environment you've created, uh, that should become priority one that you fix that. You should yeah. say, you should apologize. You should ask how, and you should go about correcting those things. If it's yeah. people under you who are doing things, if it's behavior that you've exhibited, that's that, you know, me, I'm not saying that you have to know, but I'm saying one, you should be actively aware of your actions and what that does to people that you work with. And if you somehow aren't, and someone brings it to your attention, you need to cut that shit out. Like, it's just, in, it's just insane to me that like this kind of behavior, like being able to run a business or a company or government this way um, has been quote unquote accepted this long because it hasn't actually been accepted. It's just not been addressed. I'm happy to see people like this being taken to task about it because it, you've got to, you got to start cleaning house of these people. It's, there's, there's no other way around it. If they're, if they've done it for this long and their behavior is not going to change, then like get them out of there. There's other people who can do these jobs probably better. Yeah. If you yeah. Have improve in your whole career, then you're probably way behind in a bunch of other areas as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, we'll wait to see what happens uh, yeah. out of the investigation that that is currently in uh, taking place uh, with Andrew Cuomo. But yeah, I mean, whether or not um, he harassed uh, people to an illegal degree, it's very evident that he has created an incredibly toxic work environment which lucky for him is just yeah. this side of illegality so yeah. you know that's awesome that patriarchy is so institutionalized that like yes. it, it kind of doesn't matter if you have implicit expectations of the women in your workplace to behave a certain way it's only a problem if you actually like are caught on camera fondling them right so, exactly. you know and even then and exactly. even then and it's even fucking work to punish these people and like for real for real uh, anyway <laughs> the, the prosecutor will decide hopefully we'll see something out of that yeah well we'll see After this we'll... recording we have no no updates as to what's exactly yeah. happening yeah so anyway so on, on that note yeah. um i think you know on that note we can yeah. we can we can wrap up uh totally. but it was so good to talk to you about this, Ali. Thank so you good to talk me. to you as well. Want to share our socials so people yeah. can join in? Awesome. Uh, yeah, so you can follow us on Twitter, at Particular Women. Um, leave comments there. We'll share the article we talked about in the episode today. Uh, and you can also follow us on Instagram, at These Particular Women, and leave your comments there. We look forward to hearing from you. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. This was great. Thanks, Ali. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you.